apples. Have you ever asked yourself any one of these questions or a similar question? Lord, why me? Why did my spouse die? Why did my marriage fail? Why aren't I married yet? Why did I get sick? Why is my child ill? Why did I get laid off? Lord, why me? Well, look, if you've asked yourself that question before, you are not alone. But in today's episode of the Good Apple Podcast, I'm going to give you a biblical response that is going to bless you. It's going to free you and it will also ignite a spiritual flame. So stay tuned. Apples! Welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. The Good Apple is a place where Christ followers, at any stage of your walk, can learn to apply powerful, life-transformative, biblical truths to live in the world, but not of the world, according to John 15. We are a community of kingdom kids who live bright lives, seasoned and salty, with lots of godly flavor to enhance the world as directed in Matthew 5. We are the remnant of God's people, the good apples, who invite God into our everyday lives and live in success, health, wealth, prosperity, peace, and applied biblical knowledge as those spoken of in Isaiah 65. Apples, welcome or welcome back. Hello, Apples. Welcome or welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Dr. Sharonda Simone. Welcome to all of our new listeners, those who are tuning in for the first time. Thank you so much for being here. Really, really happy to have you. And if you are a returning listener and supporter of the Good Apple community, thank you very much. God bless you. I'm so encouraged to see our community continue to grow. I really appreciate the emails. You all have been emailing me. You've been following up on Facebook as well as Instagram, and I couldn't be more grateful to you. So bless God. I'm so happy for what he's doing. Now, today I have a special message for you, okay? Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into the message, how it came about, but before I do that, you know that I always have to give a good apple shout out. So right after this quick break, we'll go into our good apple shout out for today's episode. This episode of the Good Apple Podcast is being sponsored by DrSharondaSimone.com. Christian lifestyle, beauty, and evangelism. It's the one-stop shop for lux on the low living, home decor, motherhood, aging gracefully, and Christian lifestyle and inspiration. So be sure to check out drshondasimone.com and join my exclusive email listserv where you'll get content specially crafted just for you from me. Head over to drshondasimone.com for more information. Now back to our show. So our good Apple shout out for this Sunday is Jordan W. Jordan tunes in from Southern Georgia. She is an avid member of the Good Apple community, and I'm so grateful to have her as a member of our community. Um, I pray that God continues to bless you through these episodes. I pray that your life is transformed in many, many ways because of God's work being done. So thank you so very much, Jordan. We love you, um, and I really appreciate you being here. 
Alrighty, Apples. So before the break, I mentioned to you that I have a special message, a special message. I don't know why that was a tongue twister, but I do have a message for you. And I recorded this message six years ago, nearly six years to the date, because I was invited to a church to speak. And it was during the month of October. And it was particularly in light of breast cancer awareness and breast cancer survivors. So that was the the invitation, the theme that I was uh, invited to speak on. And when I came across the message, knowing that most of you have not ever heard me share the message, I know that uh, you're going to be blessed. And so I consulted with Holy Spirit, and that is what I'm going to be sharing with you today. Now, before I share... Of course, I'm going to pray because I do want to make sure that our hearts are ready to receive all that God has for us. However, I did just want to point out too that the message, like I said, I recorded it six years ago. If you are watching or if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, then there is a video component to it as well. Now, depending on the platform you're using, then you may not be able to see the video but you should be here in the audio, right? If you can though, go ahead and tune in on Spotify. Reason being, I think that the video portion of it is going to be very helpful to you to allow you to truly grasp the whole message, but not to worry. It is still excellent on audio as well. And I say that with all confidence and humility because I know that I was sharing the word of God at that time. So I'm really eager to get your feedback. I'm really eager to hear how you are blessed by the information. I recently re-listened to the message and it nearly brought tears to my eyes because the biblical truth, whether it's six years old, 60 years old, a thousand years old, it doesn't matter. God's word is truth. And so I was just, I'm so excited to share this with you. So I do want to also point out that as I was listening to it, there was a point that I wanted to expound on and really explain. So before you listen, I want you to know that in no way, shape or form does my message relay that God afflicts us. Okay. God does not afflict us after Christ. So once Christ Jesus came and he died for our sins, the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus bore all of our sickness. He bore all of our sins. And so the result of that is that God, because of Jesus being the intercessory, right? Because he was the lamb that was slain on our behalf on Calvary, praise God. God is no longer in in a fight with humans. He's no longer angry at humans. He no longer smites, okay, because Jesus dealt with all of that on the cross. So as you're listening, please realize that there is one point that I wanted or I should have expounded on a bit more, but God does not afflict us. He does not give us sickness. He does not give us illness. He does not give us calamity, All right. It's more so because we live in a fallen world and because Satan is real and because he is our enemy. Satan is our enemy here on earth. And so, you know, also too, as, as people, as humans, and even as Christ followers, we are fallen people. We don't always do the right thing. We don't always make the right choices. We don't always listen to Christ. And so there might be things in our lives that happen as a result of our actions, as a result of 
you know, our, our sin. Okay. And simply because Satan is evil and he's trying to attack. So just realize that, you know, as you're listening, I just wanted to reiterate that point that God does not afflict us post Jesus. God does not afflict us. Do things happen? Yes. Do bad things happen to good people? Yes. Do bad things happen to God's people? Yes. But it's not God doing that to us. Thank you for Jesus, right? Okay. So I just wanted to clear that up. Um, and again, I, I cannot wait to get your feedback. All right, let's go and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for today, God. We thank you so much for your word that stands the test of time. We thank you so much for your forgiveness, Lord. And we, we thank you so much for giving us Jesus who died on the cross to save us. Father God, we know that sickness is not of you. Cancer is not of you. Illness is not of you. Poverty is not of you. We know that Satan is trying to look for people that he can destroy. And Lord, we also know that because of Christ Jesus dying on the cross all those years ago, we know that we have power to overcome every plan of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that authority through Christ Jesus. We, we praise you, Lord. We bless your name. Father God, I ask right now that you would just prepare our hearts as we are about to receive this message, God, that you would clear any distraction and clutter right now from our mind and from our midst. Satan, we bind you up. We know you are trying so hard to prevent this message from reaching God's people. We know that you are trying, even in this moment, you try to prevent this message from going up and going out with technical difficulties, but God said otherwise. And so because of that, Lord, we know that this message is going to reach as many people as God has fit. Satan, we see you. We bind you up right now in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven and we bind you, Satan. And we loose right now, according to the word of God, we loose peace of Holy Spirit. We loose this spirit of truth right now. Thank you, Jesus. We loose that spirit of truth. And Lord, I ask that you would just prepare our hearts to get all that you have for us in this episode. Lord, send your your angels to comfort all those who are in need, all those who are hurting, all those who are asking, Lord, why me? I pray, Father God, that you would use these words. You would use these words through your Bible, God, to help heal those wounds to bring peace and comfort to those who are asking, why me, Lord? And to give them direction on how they can use even the the evils of the enemy, how they can use that and flip it for good, God. Because that's what you do. You're in the business of making even the bad things work for our good because we are the called We are those who are living according to your purpose, God. We know that we're not perfect, but we submit our hearts to you. We submit our ways to you. Thank you, Jesus. All this we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I remember I was talking with my mother. We were in the car, and I said, I was like maybe four or five, but I was speaking since I was nine months. So to have a conversation at the age four or five is totally normal, okay? So... She says, um, she says, oh, you know, Sharonda, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what, Mommy? I want to be named Dahlia. <laughs> and my mother is Jamaican. And uh, 
because of that, she, well, even just being a mother, any mothers in here, right? You know that certain things you just don't tolerate. So she gave me the name Sharonda, as well as Simone, um, but I wanted to be named Dahlia. So I said, my name is Dahlia. And she said, no, I have a little girl named Sharonda. I said, yeah, but I want to be called Dahlia. And she said, well, that's fine. My mother's very practical. She's always been very practical. So she said, well, that's fine. Well, my daughter's name is Sharonda. So I'll pull over to the side. You can step out the car because I don't have a daughter named um, Dahlia. She's Sharonda. Okay, because I've watched enough of like Full House and Cosby Show to know how this is supposed to end. <laughs> so I was like, sure. You know, DJ Tanner, she just, and then the music starts playing. So I was like, oh, she's, she's bluffing. So I called bluff. So I get out the car. I was always kind of facetious, just a little bit. I step out to the car and I see her drive away. But I'm not nervous at this point. You know why? Because she hadn't made a left turn. In my mind, if you make a right turn or you go straight, you're okay. When you make that left turn, it's like the unknown. I don't know why. I honestly can't even tell you why. So she driving, driving. She made, you know, right. I can still see her going down. And then she made a left. My world ended. I'm happy. I'm like, so I'm ready to everybody like, my name is Sharonda. My name is Sharonda. And I'm screaming, running up and down. Now, it probably was not even that far of a distance. But remember, I'm a child. So in my mind, she had gone to Africa. She had gone to get me because I'm no longer a Sharonda. All right. Well, long story short, my mother comes probably like back five feet. So she comes back around, and so I go to the, open the car door, and she says, whoa, 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 what's your girl? What's your name? So I said, my name is Sharonda. So I am Sharonda. For my professional speaking and such, Dr. Simone says is my brand, so I usually go by that, just to kind of keep it separate from my medical practice and such. But anyway, so that's really me, okay? All of my patients ask me, they say, do you have any business cards? I said, I don't know if they're going to keep me yet, so I haven't gotten any business cards yet. <laughs> All right. Just one moment. So we have already acknowledged the survivors, right? But let's just do it one more time. If you're a survivor, go ahead and just raise your hand. survivor put your hand up, I realized that only people who were dealing with breast cancer put their hands up. But I want you to do one more thing. Can I ask you to do one more thing for me? Alright, All put your left hand up. Alright. Take your right hand and pinch it. Pinch, 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 pinch hard. Pinch. Okay, stop. Did you feel that? You felt that, right? Put your hands up. Okay, so therefore you two are a survivor. Okay? Now, why? Because you're alive. Now, you might breast cancer, thank God. I haven't survived any cancer, but guess what? You've survived divorce. Yeah. You survived poverty. Yeah. You survived maybe a tried abortion, but it didn't work. You've survived failure. Um, you've survived being demoted or laid off or put back from your job. You've survived welfare. You've survived um, the loss of a loved one. 
So even though we are here to celebrate breast cancer survivors, you are all survivors. You're breathing, you're here, you felt that pinch, right? So you're all survivors, okay? So the the text that was given was Isaiah 53, verse 5. I'll be excited because look, when I saw that email from Rosemary, I was like, yes, good, I know that one. <laughs> now, I'll be honest with you, I have not committed the entire Bible to memory. I'll, I, I just haven't. It's very massive. Um, I've read it all, but I haven't committed it to memory. But when I saw Isaiah 53, 5, I was like, psh, got it. I know this one. And you know, growing up in a Christian home, anytime you had a headache, a tummy ache, uh, anything didn't go right, your mother just lay hands on you, boom, by Christ's stripes, you are healed. So I grew up just hearing that. So I thought, like, oh, good. The thing is, I actually like to look at the verse before, as well as the actual scripture, because it helps me to give like a, a context to what I'm reading, right? So this is the, the verse, Isaiah 53, 5, but let's go one verse before. Is that okay? All right, so... Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. Verse 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Now, you know, to be honest with you, we can honestly just stop there. If we didn't have time, if she didn't say I had 20 minutes a half an hour, we could just stop. We could all pack up, high five, take pictures, go Instagram. We could just be done, right? Because that's enough. That fills me up spiritually, right? So if you look, that first word I highlighted, but. B-U-T. But, B-U-T. Now, anytime, I'm, I'm a PK. Any other PKs in here? Preacher's kids? Yeah. Reverend's kids? Minister's kids? Okay. So, growing up in my house, anytime you read the Bible, you had to tell my dad the logos, which is the literal meaning, right? The actual words, just as they are. And then you had to give the what? Rhema. The Rhema revelation. What else is God trying to teach me? And it might be different for every person because it's you and God. So when I was going over the text, I said, okay, all right, I'm a PK, but got this. All right? I, I can do the logos because it makes sense. And then I said, okay, God, what do you want for me to understand? That I write it by my father, so I'm not far off, okay? So you, you can trust me. I am not a minister, but I won't lead you astray. Okay? <laughs> All right. So that first word, though, let's, let's look at the literal meaning first. But. Now, when I first started dating my then boyfriend, now husband, you know, for the first few months of a relationship, you send your representative on the dates. You send the, uh, the perfect version of yourself. You send the one who's uh, very agreeable. You know, you still hold your ground, right? But you don't want to rock the boat. Maybe you didn't want chicken, you wanted fish. Because your representative is there. So we had both sent our representatives for about the first, probably three, four months. But then you need to get comfortable. And the 
representative goes away. It's just uh, Simone and Ron. Okay, so here we are, four months into our relationship, and we have our first disagreement. And it, it was probably something silly. Probably over fish versus chicken, something silly. But anyway, we are talking, and I was trying to convince him of something. So I'm saying, hey, I understand what you're saying, babe. It makes sense, uh, and you're right, but... And before I could finish my statement, he says, whoa, whoa, whoa there. He says, the moment you say but, you totally erase right. the statement before. My God. I was like, oh, okay. So I have to think of a different word. Because prior to that, but was simply like a, what do they call it, the conjugation or contracting word, whatever. Remember in grade school, they teach us that it's just a word to join two thoughts or fragments of a sentence together. My husband quickly told me, no, no, you can't say I love you, but... So you can't say, I agree with you, but. So I had to find another word. So I use like, however. You know, I, I still mean what's in my mind, but I'm saying however, just for the peace of the marriage, right? Okay. But the good thing is, in this text, the word but is perfect. But. So if you look at verse 4, that last statement. Yet we considered him punished by God. Meaning the people of that time were looking at Christ and saying, what did you do wrong? Your life is really awful right about now. What did you do that God punished you and he's, you're stricken and you have all this affliction? What the heck did you do, Jesus? But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Okay? And by his rule, we are healed. Isn't that wonderful? Like, doesn't it just fill you with? Doesn't it just make you think, yeah. Okay, so they had it wrong 2,000 years ago, but guess what? Jesus did it all for me. Yes. He did it for your iniquities. You know what iniquities are? That's a very churchy word. We say that. Your iniquities. <laughs> Transgressions. <laughs> Do we really know what those words mean? Iniquities are the dark, dirty, nasty skeletons. Those lies that we've told are the ones that we're going to tell. Because we're human. Right? A transgressions, when we go against the law of the world, of the law of the Bible, the things we do wrong, the transgressions, and then the punishment that we should get for what we did, Jesus bore. The consequences for what we should get, Jesus handled. Now, if we're going back to the logos, remember we're still on the literal meaning. We're still literal here, okay? So these are just, it's just the words and what they mean. So the last part says, well, before it says, but he was. So everything is past tense. So it's handled. 2,000 years ago. It's handled. Even for today. It's handled. Okay? But then it says, and by his wounds, we are healed. Are is so important in that statement. Are is so important. Because R is a continuous tense. R is continuity. R has no ending. He continues to heal us. Even though we're going to sin tomorrow. He continues to heal us. Even though we're going to get sick next month. He continues.
healed. Yeah. There is no question. I don't have to beg. You know, sometimes as Christians, we beg God, God, please. So why are you asking for what I've already given? Stop asking, begin to thank me. Right? Okay, so as a doctor, when I have a patient come in and they have, like, say, a sore on their foot and ulcer, sometimes it has odor to it, right? We've all had some odor in our lives, right? Some things that we try to freeze away, wash it a couple times, put some fabric softener. And then sometimes there's inflammation, right? Maybe we have an inflammatory personality or we've inflamed someone else, right? Or maybe there's drainage, there's pus, evidence of infection. Thick, unhealthy tissue. And I document all this in my chart. And once it's signed, that's it. You can't go back and change it. Right? In the world. In the world. The physician I am, that's what I have to do. But Jesus is the great physician. The good thing is, guess what? He can heal us. And he can change that whole chart before say they follow what they're supposed to. <laughs> and they're actually healed. I put healed in the chart. And when it's healed, I say there is no inflammation. There is no pain. There are no constitutional signs of bacteria. They don't have a fever. Their white count is normal. No night sweats, no fever, no chills. It's healed. There's no bone fracture. Sometimes we have broken bones in our lives, right? I look on the x-ray and I say, the bone has healed. Complete resolution. The cortices are intact. There's trabeculation across. I mean, there's new bone that has been laid. So that's the new chart note. But remember, my old chart note is still there. We just replaced it with the new. Because we are healed. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Okay, now, but we're still on the, uh, the logos meaning. That's still all literal. That's still all literal, guys. And yet we get so much. And we haven't even consulted God yet to find out what more he wants for us to learn. So can we go to the rhema now? You want to go to the rhema with me? Let's go to the rhema revelation. Okay. Raise your hand if in the midst of your inflammation, your transgression, your infection, in the midst of... Maybe when you've done something wrong, or when something has been wrong to you, right? Done to you. Have you ever, let's be honest here, let's be transparent, because I find that that's when we learn the most, when we're honest with ourselves and others. So raise your hand if in the midst of those dark moments when the lights have been cut off, when you can't make your mortgage, when your spouse just left you, when your mother passed away, in the midst of being in an abusive relationship, in the midst of failing a class, have you ever cried out and said, Lord, why me? I've done it. I've done it. Lord, why me? I, I, I pray. 
submitted my life to you. I try and do the right thing. You know I'm not perfect, God, but why me? Why has this come to me? We've all done that. And God expects that because we're children. Notice he didn't say my adults. He always called us children in the Bible. Do some childish things, you guys. We're going to do some childish things. Even in our old age, we're going to do some childish things. So, we cry out to God and we say, Lord, why me? And then we get our healing. And we start to what? Testify. Things are good now. We stand up in church and we tell people, I'll take you up to lunch because I can pay for it, right? And we start to say, people, come to my house because my lights are cut back on. And we say, hey, come and see my diploma because it's hanging on the wall, right? And we say, come look at my face because the bruises are gone, right? And we say, come look at my doctor's report because the cancer's out the window. And we begin to say, thank you, Jesus, as we should. And we, get, we, we focus on the blessing of the healing. The blessing of the healing. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, we could stop right there. And we could go eat. And we could have a good day. Because that's a wonderful thing. Focusing on the beauty of the blessing. Another question, though. One more question. When you are through rejoicing, and you're through thanking God, and you're through telling your testimony as you should, not in bragging, but in just thanking God. When you're through with that, do you still ask the question, Lord, why me? Lord, why me? Why did you choose me to afflict? Or allow affliction to come to my house? And then why did you choose me to heal? Because as we heard earlier, not everybody gets healed. Some people, he takes home. Prematurely, because we're all going to go home. Prematurely. But do we ask the question, Lord, why me? See, we focus on the beauty of the blessing of the healing. We focus on that. And that's a good focus. But the reason why we are healed, the reason he came and healed us back in the past was because we still yet have a responsibility with that healing. The healing that you get is not for you, my friend. It's not for you. I have been without a job. I have a job now. Not for any reason of my own. Because people couldn't pay me, even after we signed a contract. Mm -hmm. That's not my fault. Mm -hmm. But my having a job now was for me to take care of my family. All right. Mm -hmm. The responsibility of the healing is mine, but the blessing of the healing is not. All right. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? The blessing of the healing is not for me. Mm -hmm. You are alive so that you can take care of your family. So that you can serve others. So that you can be an evangelist for Christ. Not so you can just sit in church on Sunday morning and say, I was healed. And go home. I like to be very real with people. 
because sometimes we sugarcoat. And I don't like sugarcoating, I don't like foolishness. I get that from my grandmother, she's 98 years old and she doesn't take foolishness. I love people, I'll smile. But I don't like foolishness. And sometimes we sugarcoat things and we say, they're there. You yes. fought the good fight, you don't want to sit down, you don't do anything more. That's a lie. Because you were healed so that you can be a healing for others. We were made whole. We were made healed. He took away the inflammation. He took away the pain. He took away the infection so that you could use your testimony for someone else who Don't let it stop you. Thank you. Don't let it stop with you. So, a few years ago, actually in 2011, I had the opportunity, the pleasure, the esteemed pleasure, of meeting a phenomenal woman. She's beautiful, right? I mean, she's, I mean even if that's not your type, she's cute. You know, she's cute. And when I first met her, I have to be honest, I did not know really who she was, because I met her the same year that she got the crown. So it was like August when I met her, and she got the crown, I think like January of 2011. This is Tracy Broughton, Miss America 2011. When I met her though, it was without the crown, without the fanfare. It was her on stage, it was a convention, business convention, so she was actually there talking about ways to improve your financial situation. So it really had nothing to do with spirituality and Christianity, but when you're a woman of God, when you're a child of God, when you're a man of God, it just pours through. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to contain. So I was attracted to her because of her story financially, but also because of her story as far as her life. So when you look at this picture, you would think, she is Miss America. She's attractive, and then she has to be smart because they actually ask them questions. It's not just a bikini, you know, um, thing they look at, right? So she, I mean, honestly, she has, I mean, a pretty good life. Probably had some hardships here or there, right? But does that face look like a face of somebody who's been beaten down, scorned, abused, molested, uh, two car crashes, uh, hemiplegic? Does that look like the face of a person? No? No? Why? Because she's been healed. Yeah, all right. My God. But that is her story. And I don't have the time, but I would really encourage you all to look her up on YouTube or Facebook. You know, there are so many women that are celebrated now for all the wrong reasons. But she should be celebrated. Even if you didn't know all that about her, just the fact that she has kept her dignity, and yet we celebrate so many other, that's a whole other thing, but just look her up and support, okay? Anyway, this is a short video of her. This is, I can't remember when this was, but this was after her second car crash. I'm not sure if you can hear it. Does it have audio too or not? It might not. Alright, no worries. She talked about how she was born three months premature. And she was, she probably, she was 36 when she won. So this was long before we were having a lot more success with premature babies, okay? So she was told, or her mother was told, you're going to die. She's going to die. Don't just... Don't even worry about it. 
She said, no, 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 my daughter will live. She was a Christian woman. She said, my daughter will live. She lived, obviously. And then, at three years old, she was abducted because someone stole her father's car and she was in it. But then, guess what? She was healed again. She had another blessing. She was found safe and sound sitting in her back seat asleep. Think of that. At this point, I would honestly say, honey, go sit down. You have done enough. God has washed over you. I would put a big bubble around her and say, they're there. They're there. But she didn't focus on the beauty of the blessing of the healing. She said, Lord, why me? And she actually said something very similar. She said, if I had to write my life, I wouldn't have written it like that. But I wouldn't have changed a thing. So you think, okay, that's, that's a pretty rough start. But things would get better. Well, she goes and goes. And then now she's at age 14 and there's molestation and abuse in her house. And so her mother decides it would actually be safer for you to live on your own at 14. With bills and an apartment because it was so negative at home. So she goes and she lives on her own. After being molested. And you would think that maybe her grades would slip and, and, and maybe she would become a recluse and maybe she would have self-esteem issues and she probably did. She probably did cry out, Lord, why me? I'm sure she did. She was a teenager. She was hormonal. She, probably, she sure did say, why? But guess what? She decided that she was also going to use that time and use that talent and say, God, why me? So she was a scholar, athletic scholar. She was a dancer. She was a choreographer. I mean, she was involved in everything. I think like vice president of her class. Life was good. Then, boom, car crash. Her mother is told she'll never play sports again, for sure. She'll probably never walk again. That's devastating. Especially because her mother had just been diagnosed with stage four cancer. It doesn't really specify, I don't think it specifies the type of cancer. So then her mother and her siblings moved in with her. So now she's woman of the house, taking care of an ill mother and siblings. At this point, again, people, honestly, would you not just put her in a bubble and wrap her up and say, okay, no, no, no more. But the blessing came, the healing came yet again. And then she got back to walking and she even went back to play track and field and has titles still in Orange County, California, at her high school. All right, so you'd say, okay, life is good now. We can move on to the next topic, Doc. Uh-uh. She's driving down the uh, mountainside and she gets another car crash. This is after she's done modeling now. I mean, she's a, she, she done modeling, a couple commercials. Um, she had done a couple TV show appearances, Baywatch, 90210. I mean, you know, her, her life was picking up again. Unfortunately, she became paralyzed on the left side. And in the video that I was going to show you, that was the time when she had decided that in March of that year, she was going to walk again. At the end of the video, she actually stands up, but she isn't able to walk. The picture I'll show you of us together, she was actually walking. She walked over to me in 2011. 
Lord, why me? Versus, Lord, why me? Why did you choose me? Some people have easy lives. They do. They do. I mean, it's, it's just, that's how, some people have easy lives. Nothing too bad seems to happen to them. Their boat's not too rocked. Right? So maybe they probably have to say, Lord, I wish you hadn't picked me. But we have to say, Lord, why? What did I do to you? That this is coming upon me. But we forget when we get our blessing about the responsibility. We forget about the responsibility. The next time you're going through, the next time you're remembering what you've been through, Remember to ask, Lord, why me? What more should I be doing? Who should I be helping? Because your co-worker could be going through it, but you're so stuck on, I was healed, I was blessed, I was made home. Hallelujah. You invite them to church, but you don't ever tell your story. All right. No. Because you have on your, your heels and your suit. What, what if they knew? What if he knew? What if she knew? Your healing is not for you. Don't be stingy. Your healing is not for you. I often want to remind people of something. And it's just a quick poem that I came up with. Just to remind myself. So I'm going to close with this. Life is what you make it. And every thought and action created. So don't get caught slipping, simply hoping, wishing, thinking. Get on your mark, get set, let's go. Your divine destiny is pending. With conviction of heart and daily actions, don't you think your vision, don't you think your goal, don't you think your dream is worth defending? Don't be put off by the negativity of others because your vision was given to you. All right. Your mind considers it. Your heart believes it. And it's your daily actions that will see your vision through. Because life, my friends, is what you make it. And every thought and action created. I am Dr. Simone Josie. And remember, as always, I will either see you at the top or from the top. Alrighty, Apples, that is it for today's episode of the Good Apple Podcast. So we are in season six. This is episode three. If this is your first time tuning in, just know that you have five other seasons that you can catch up on. So go ahead and binge listen. Let me know when you do. Also too, don't forget to reach out to me to let me know that you are tuning in. Whether you have been an avid listener of the Good Apple Podcast or you are new to the community, please reach out to me. Let me know. That way I can give you a proper good apple shout out. Alrighty, I look forward to chatting it up with you on email. Please be sure to check the description box or the show notes, all active links to allow you to connect with me and other members of the Good Apple community. All of that will be linked down below. So I am looking forward to genuinely connecting with you. Alrighty, Apples, until next Sunday. Remember, I am Dr. Sharonda Simone, and I will either see you at the top or from the top. You decide. Bye.